host, Sunday Lauren, and this is So Real Sundays, a podcast dedicated to truth. The truth that you are an infinite, immortal, eternal being, and you were never meant to be a corporate slave. The truth that all drug companies and conventional medicine don't want you to know, which is that you can heal yourself, quite literally. And the truth that we are all interconnected like tiny hairs on the arm of the universe. So what are we fighting about again? Stay tuned as we explore truth through freedom, healing, and unity, because it's so real on Sundays. Welcome back to part two of Things I Wish I Knew About Parenting Before Becoming a Parent. All right, number nine, communication is the key in any parent-child relationship. So this one is most important. When I grew up, me and my mother, we communicated on a need-to-know basis. She was a single parent. She was really busy. And when she wasn't at work or she wasn't cooking or taking care of the household, she was taking care of herself. She had a lot going on in her personal life that I obviously didn't know anything about. But as a result, our dynamic when I was growing up was she didn't know anything about me. I didn't know anything about her. We didn't know each other. Did we coexist in the same household? Yes. Did she take care of all my basic needs? And you know what I mean? Go above and beyond, make sure I was in the best schools, do the best that she could as far as that was concerned? Yes. But in terms of my emotions or the mental side of me or just any sort of like relationship where she knew what was going on in my life because every child has a life of their own regardless if you want to believe that or not if they're going to school if they have friends outside of you if there's any sort of time away from you then they have a life of their own and that's at every age but she never knew anything about that and as a result of not knowing anything about what was going on with me she didn't know me and as a result of not knowing me there was friction lots of friction. And as a result of her not really knowing what was going on in my life, I had a I had a lot of outward behavioral problems. And had we been talking or communicating, I may not have had to go through some of the things that I went through. And this isn't me bashing her. This is this is the truth. In terms of my relationship with my child, because of the relationship I had with my mother, the relationship with my child is totally different. I know, I can tell you who her friends are. I can tell you what happened at school today, but that's because when she comes home, I'm asking like, hey, who do you sit with? What do you do at school? Who do you like to hang out with? Like, I also ask like real questions. Did anybody make fun of you today? She just started middle school. And when the first time I asked her that, she, I was shocked to find out that she was actually being bullied, like about, about crazy things. And so I was able to help her navigate that, help her to learn how to stand up for herself and to know when it's gone too far and you need to seek an adult or you need to tell a teacher and to know how to walk away or to or to know when to actually like stand up for herself like I'm teaching my child how to express her emotions to people like hey I don't like that that's not true like you don't don't call me that that's not my name but if I wasn't communicating with her she wouldn't have ever told me that I was so shocked when she told me she was being bullied and had I not had these conversations with her about school I wouldn't know I'm all in her business like yeah what's going on like what's the tea you know what I mean so 
don't be afraid to communicate with your kids. It's actually your duty to communicate with them. They're your, they're, I mean, you guys are family. So you should build a relationship where they trust you enough to tell you what's going on in their life. And the way that you do that is by asking questions and being genuinely interested in them, holding space for them. So number 10, if the only things you do with your kids involve electronics or television, you should play more games, go outside and engage in activities where you actually get to communicate with them. So this one's really important. I don't care what kind of kid you have. If you have a kid who's constantly on video games and all they want to do is video game and that's because they've been allowed to do that. But I can guarantee you that kid would not turn down going outside to play basketball or soccer or run around at the park or anything like that. Kids, they're funny. They're a product of their environment. And if you don't show them anything other than electronics, you can't be upset with them when they're obsessed with electronics. Like you can't put a tablet in a toddler's face and then when they're a teenager and they've been glued to these devices a phone a tablet or this or that then when you're like well you sit in the house too much you need to go outside how why they haven't ever done that because you didn't ever do it with them you didn't even you didn't ever take them or make them do it in terms of like board games versus television I mean it's so much fun like I highly recommend if you have a kid any age like any age in the house I highly recommend this board game called um cards against humanity for the family Oh, so hilarious. But yes, you learn so much about your kids when you play board games. You really do. Like you get to see how they handle competition. Like do they have a good sportsmanship? Like are or are they kind of like not or do they do they cheat? <laughs> okay? Like these kids are funny. So, you get to really observe their habits when you're playing games with them or going outside and like running around. Like you really get to see a different side of them and it also helps you connect as a parent. So, don't sell yourself short by trying to watch television because it's easy or whatever going outside and playing games is also good for you it's fun you're gonna laugh you're gonna have fun you're gonna get outside and you're gonna get fresh air which is what a lot of us need number 11 you have to show your kids how to love themselves and set boundaries so a big part of my self-love journey has involved affirmations and boundaries I have taught my kid affirmations. I've told her why. We've I actually bought her the book, the Louise Hayes book that I keep referencing, You Can Heal Your Life, because she was interested. And we talk about affirmations. We say affirmations together. The, this is me showing her how to love herself, talking to her about self-love and how important it is because I'm literally learning it right now. And so it's very difficult as a parent to learn self-love and simultaneously teach it. But you, you can do it. It's your duty to do it. <laughs> also, setting boundaries is so important. Like, no one taught me how to set boundaries. I did not have any boundaries, and I didn't know what they looked like. I talk to my kid about boundaries all the time, and she understands what they are. Now, talking to them about boundaries is one thing, but showing them boundaries is another. I'll tell her all the time, like, you know, if she runs in or she's really hot or fuming about something and I'm in a really great mood or something like that, or I'm in the middle of a self-care, like, hey, go outside, put your feet in the ground. I'm doing something right now. I'll be able to talk to you later about this, or why don't you go journal and then we can talk about it later if I'm in the middle of something. Like, this is me setting boundaries for my my energy if I'm not equipped to handle 
whatever situation she's bringing to me in that moment. And as a result of me setting those boundaries, I'm teaching her how to set boundaries. Like she knows when she needs a timeout or when she needs like to be by herself, like she can express that to you. I definitely couldn't have expressed that at her age because I didn't see it. I didn't know. So this is why this is really important. And number 12, I love number 12. Don't forget to have fun with your kids. Parenting shouldn't just be the drudgery of it, of it all. It, it shouldn't be like, oh, you know what I mean? I got to raise these kids. Like, they they didn't ask to be here. Okay, and keep that, keep that in mind when you're raising them. Like, sometimes we as parents, especially with unplanned pregnancies or things like that, we tend to look at the kids as, like, burdens. But you have to remember, like, they didn't ask you to be here. And you didn't have to bring them into this world. We all know that. There are so many resources where you don't have to have a child if you're pregnant. So if that was something that you didn't want to do, you didn't have to do it. And I'm not even just talking about abortion, which, you know, we'll talk about in a later episode, but adoption, anything like if if you truly couldn't handle the job of parenting, then you didn't need to do it. And if you truly can't handle the job of parenting, then you still don't need to do it. There are so many people out here who would love to raise a child, but treating our kids like burdens because we weren't ready for them or things like that. That's not okay. You should be having fun with your kids. And if you haven't been having fun with your kids don't feel bad you can every day is a brand new day every day is filled with new possibilities you can start having fun with your kids today these jokers are fun they are funny especially like these young age kids man they are so funny I've really enjoyed watching my kid grow up like every age has had its own joys and its own discoveries you know as she gets older we get we're discovering more about I can talk to her more about real life things so we're kind of developing a friendship been a sorts like and I explained to her like we can't ever truly be friends until she's like an adult <laughs> or out of the house because I'm still gonna need to pull rank every now and then and do punishments or do whatever I need to do but starting to develop that friendship has been really fun and and like I had tons of fun with her as a kid she's such an amazing baby and toddler and all the ages so if you haven't been enjoying your kid or having fun with them I challenge you to change your perspective on it today like look at them differently number 13 always remember that your children are not your property They are fully developed, infinite beings, and they just happen to be your kids in this life. So when my, probably like 10 or so years ago, I had heard a woman, her name is Teal Swan, and she was talking about parenting and she was talking about parenting her son and she was saying that that she wasn't a super strict parent she parents him from the point of knowing that he is an infinite being like that he is basically he's her son this lifetime but he's his own fully functioning being he just happens to be little right now and she just happens to be his guide and that really changed my perspective on how I handled parenting so when when my kid was younger like yes obviously I'm I'm parenting you, I'm coddling you, I'm taking care of you physically because you're little. Like, you can't take care of yourself with the physical things like food, nourishment, you know, bathing. But as my kid gets older, I'm, I I see myself releasing the reins, and it's so important. It's so important to release these reins and let them actually, like, explore life. And it's difficult to do that if you're looking at them as physical property. Like, well, that's my kid, and you know what I mean? Like, you own them. You don't own this kid. This kid's gonna grow up and be, and be the own person it's really important to keep that in perspective for yourself this is a fully functioning being with or without you like that's what's gonna happen 
this this being is going to grow up and be its, its own being. And if you believe in reincarnation, which I do, this being could have been your grandma in a past life. OK, like seriously, like looking at them from spiritual perspective of their fully functioning. You just happen to be their parent this lifetime really helps you to parent better, because instead of parenting from a place of I have to teach them everything, you're parenting from a place of I'm preparing you for the world. Number 15 can be really tricky, but I have to say it. Beating your kids only breeds anger, fear, and anxiety. I know this to be true because I got spankings as a child. And when you get spanking as when you get spanked as a child, especially if no one's explaining anything to you about the punishment or why, they're just screaming and yelling at you and beating you and telling you while you're being beat, why you're being beat, which means you don't really know and you're just getting beat, that can breed second guessing in making decisions in their adult life because they don't know how to regulate their emotions as adults. Because most of the time when when they got beat, there was no explanation. And if there was, it was while you were actively being beat. The other problem is that fear begets more fear. Violence begets more violence. So when you beat your kids, you're teaching them fear and you're teaching them violence. Those are the two things that you are for sure teaching them is fear and violence. So when they grow up, they're gonna most likely grow up with a lot of fear or anxiety and a lot of unresolved anger from all the times that they were beat, beaten as a child. So when I was beaten as a child, I realized now looking back, I had so much anger and my throat chakra was so messed up. Like my, I remember my throat would tighten and it would feel like it was going to break, like snap off my neck. Like that continued until like literally the last two years. Like when I got angry, it would just happen. Like, or if I felt anxiety or if I, you know, anything like that, those are all direct correlations to being beaten, beaten as a child and not being able to express yourself. If you're in a household where you're getting whooping, then you're most not you're most likely not able to express yourself these are not the patterns that you want to continue on with your future generations because one of two things happens when you beat your kids they grow up and they beat their kids or they grow up and they do the complete opposite and don't discipline them get their kids at all like sometimes those are the one of two things that could happen now now not everybody right because I got beat as a kid and not I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm doing a great job as a parent. You should feel that way, too. And if you don't, then you can change. Part of my parenting style, part of what made my parenting style better was when I made the decision to stop beating my kid. It didn't feel good for me. I physically felt like ill when I would beat her. Like it would it would make me angry. I would also be sad. Like, let's be honest here. It doesn't feel good to beat your kid. It just doesn't feel good. And anything that doesn't feel good doesn't serve you. And it's definitely not not serving the kid. So do yourselves a favor, do your future generations a favor, and try to come up with some different discipline styles. Break the cycle of abuse. All right, number 16. I love number 16. Number 16 is get creative with your discipline. So once I stopped spanking my kid, I had to get creative, okay? So, and some of these things would just come from the dome. I'm pretty sure like the universe would give it to me, my ancestors, and also my wife and kids, watching my wife and kids, he had a lot of creative punishments. <laughs> so that didn't involve beating. Some some things you can try. I'm just gonna give throw some some ideas out there. You can you can make them clean. That's good for everybody, right? Your house gets clean and they they have to they have a punishment. You can make them physically run. This one's effective too. Um, sometimes 
depending on, you know, what happened, running is good. Running is good for them. Running is good for you because they're going to be exhausted and they're going to understand. But also they're going to feel good about themselves that they accomplished whatever the running goal was. So and they're and if they can't stand running, then it's going to be a great it's going to be a great punishment. Also, depending on what the issue is. So if you come up on an issue like uh, chronic masturbation or self-harm, things like that, then you're going to have to get a little more creative. And I'm talking about taking the, the hinges off the doors. Yes, this is your house. You can do what you want in your house. And until they pay bills, like don't don't be afraid of these jokers. Take the doors off the hinges. It's really easy. YouTube it is way all you need is a hammer okay i will not hesitate to take the door off of a hinge privacy is earned especially if you've broken trust okay so don't be afraid to do that also a really easy one is removing electronics okay all of them phone tv everything even whatever they use to wake themselves up in the morning if they have like music they listen to at night all of that depending on the punishment you have control take that you don't have to beat them there are way worse punishments because I remember when I would get beat sometimes I'd look forward to it because I'd be like all right she's just gonna beat me and then it'll be over like that's it I can just continue on with my life well punishment is different punishment lingers punishment makes you think like dang I, I really still am on punishment like wow I really messed that up so I enjoy a good punishment that is is not <laughs> that doesn't involve hitting your kids because there there's no limit to the discipline tact that you can use just get creative and number 17 so important do not let any aged child have free range access to all the apps all the websites and the whole entire internet without parental controls blocking and monitoring. This is spiritual warfare and your kid's mind is the playground. There are so many things on the internet, so many viewpoints, so much sex, so much porn, so much violence. It is your duty to protect your kids as much as possible from things that could harm their developing minds. Things like a porn addiction as a child, things like uh, being addicted to violent video games, these translate these acts and these images that they see in their mind, like they stick inside of them. And whether they know it or not, there's a lot of subliminal messaging out there. If your kid stumbles on some pro Nazi website or anything like that, like when you just let them have free range access to electronics, it's dangerous. And it is your job as a parent to do what you need to do download whatever monitoring app, take their phone at night, do take their phone during the day. Take their phone completely. Get them a flip phone. Do whatever you need to do to protect them because that is your job is to protect their minds until they can handle that, until a conversation can be had, until and if you can't do those things, they don't need to have these electronics. And it's, it's, it's just that simple. It's it's too dangerous for them right now. There's too many things out there right now that they have free range access to at their fingertips for them not to have any parenting, monitoring or anything like that. When the Internet first came out, I mean, my mother didn't know anything about it. I had a computer in my room. I was talking to a whole pedophile when I was in middle school. She doesn't know that either. I mean, sexual talking to this like I don't know, 30-year-old man, I was like 12, okay? So this is what I'm talking about. Like, you have to be aware and you have to be smart and you have to use your common sense. And in 2023, there's there's just no excuse. There's so many monitoring apps and so many ways 
creative ways that you can monitor what they're doing on the internet. And it's just my personal belief that there should be no electronics in a kid's bedroom. That should be the time to sleep outside of like, you know, whatever they use to sleep, whatever their alarm is. I know some people have a Google, some people have Alexa, you know, whatever other things that they have. That's fine. My kid won't ever have a TV in their room. It's just not going to happen. And that's because if if the TV's in your room, I can't monitor what you're doing. There's not going to be a laptop in the room overnight because if, if the laptop's in the room overnight, I can't monitor what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that you can do. You, you, you hold a lot of power, but use that power wisely and protect your kids. Thank you so much for listening because it's so real on Sundays. As always, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Sunday, and this message was Lauren approved. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Follow me on YouTube or Instagram at So Real Sundays, and I'll see you next week because it's so real on Sundays. <laughs>